1: And now now it's the Mike Calta show. It's the Mike Calta show It's 1025 the Bone. Uh in the studio with us, a real movie star is here. This is Mr. Robert Dobby. Now, do you know you and I uh, had met before. I know you yes, don't remember that, yes,
0: but Yes, yes, Eddie DeBartolo. DeBartolo. I you know what I've had forgotten that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure you didn't recall. I I remember though seeing you there. I it was my first time going to DeBartolo Gala, and there were a couple of guys there that I really wanted to meet and take a picture with. One of them was George Wendt, who played Norm from Cheers. Yes. How often do you get to meet Norm? And then I saw you, and I asked, and I was you you. And I mean this in the best way. You have a mean face. Yes, and I get that a lot too. That's but,
0: why I wore the Santa hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but you have you you know obviously the characters that you've played in movies and stuff. You have a mean face. So I didn't know if you were how cool you were or whatever. And everybody's like, no, oh, he's great, he's great. And I went right up to you and you were super nice. We took a picture together. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How long have you been down it's here? It. Well, we moved here from LA after 46 years in Los Angeles. <laughs> Done with
0: LA. Done with LA. Done with LA. And moved here. Uh, it'll be two years in January. Yeah. And the, the minute I got here, everyone said, you got to be on the Mike Cal, my friend Bill Francis, his wife Renee. Yeah. Mike Selway, his brother Lee. They all said, you got to be Mike Mal- Cal- you know, Mike uh, Calto. Yeah. Uh, Cal- to- yeah.
1: And people LA, always say to me, you know Robert Downey, the actor? I go, yeah, you should have him on the show. I go, yeah, oh, let's get him on the show. And it's not like I, I don't even know you were here. And everybody just assumes that we all know each other. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, it's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to meet you. So I, I did um, the typical radio guy move that has a guest on. And even though I could talk to you just about nothing, and that'd be great, I went through your IMDB, just because I know you've been in so many things, your second thing that they have listed on here, how cool is this? It's a Charlie's Angels episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was that where well, you were uh, you played do you remember the character you
0: played? I don't remember the character, but it was the only t- you know, Tommy Lee Jones also had done a guest orange. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and the good thing about that Charlie, the one I did was all girls Farrah came
1: back for it. Oh really? Yeah. So I was, got to give her I was gonna a, ask you.
0: I get to give her a foot massage. Uh, did you really there. yeah.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So there's so many great uh, things here in your you were on an, an Incredible Hulk on a Barnaby Jones? On one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, which you'd never expect a kid to like, was Trapper John M.D. Yeah. Yeah. I am I mean, you've really, you've been there uh, TV-wise on a lot. Hill Street Blues, St. Elsewhere. You've been on everything. Well, I have my own TV show profile for before. Okay. Yeah. But at what point in the early days, what's the first gig that you did... Where you were like, all right, now. I'm, I mean, I did a bunch of Charlie's Angels and the Hulk and all that. But what's the first thing you did where you're like, now nah, I feel like I'm I'm a real actor?
0: Well, the first thing. Well, I had
1: trained yeah. extensively. No, but I mean, successful whatever. in Hollywood. Not that. you're Well, not the a funny character.
0: part about it, my first film I did was with Frank Sinatra in 1977 oh. called Contract on Cherry Street. Really? And I went from uh, you know being a kid studying Stella Adler, getting you know going to Hofstra University, working as a waiter to right. pay for all my classes and everything else to. Co-starring with Sinatra on this film with Harry Guardino and Martin Gables. and uh, Harry your Sollar. parents must have been thrilled to death about. And being they met Queens Italians. Yes, yeah, you got to realize, you know, Italian family—the <laughs> two figures, the Pope and Sinatra. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, order sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they both. My, the, the, the day I got the part, uh, the next day, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, she died by the time we finished filming. Oh, that's terrible. So she had never got to see the film. My yeah. dad. Saw the film and died two years later. Jeez. You know? So, I mean, but it was a bittersweet because they saw this kid that had a dream since he was in fourth grade. Yeah. To take his... And um, didn't career. stumble into it. Worked to, you, trained... Oh, I trained, trained, trained. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With the best. Stella Adler, and I'm in the Actors studio. I had a BFA from Hofstra University. Studied opera in Florence, Italy with Tito Gobi, with Dan Ferro,
1: at Juilliard. Yeah, I've done Shakespeare, Chekhov, Ibsen. A couple of years ago, when you released the Sinatra album... Uh, it was the first time that I knew that I found out you were a singer. And when I went to put it on, I went like this. I went, I couldn't because you don't want it to suck. I don't want to put it on. You really squinted. Yeah, but I didn't know that you were a trained singer. And then you listen, and you're like, oh, my God, we just played a little bit of it before. Yeah, it's you're great. You're a fantastic oh singer. And to take on Sinatra, I mean, most Sinatra guys are going to be ready to blow you out. Just don't do it. But that's a, that's a ballsy move.
0: Yeah, well, luckily, when I did it, uh, Quincy Jones came, brought seventeen people to my show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Phil Ramone had produced my album. Right. Produced uh, all of Billy Joel, Sinatra, Tony Bennett, legendary film producer, yeah. uh, record producer. But and had, had charted to number six Billboard Jazz. But and we put the show together, and I didn't want to do. An, I'm not doing a mimicky. Uh, no. Of the thing. The thing that I felt was lacking was that screen presence. Because Sinatra had a sense of danger. Yeah, He had a sense of that tough guy singing these romantic songs right, right, and being able to perform them. Also, his social situation, because he was the first real artist to come out against anti-Semitism and racial bigotry mm-hmm. in a huge way.
1: Oh, so, I mean, I watch those movies that they make about the Rat Pack and all that and how what Sinatra used his, his position and power to... Uh, you know, make them use Sammy Davis Jr. where they wouldn't let Sammy stay in certain hotels or whatever. Frank said, you don't get him, you don't get me. You know, and that was right. it. And, and he'd take somebody of that caliber to do that. Yeah,
0: it, it did. And uh, so I wanted to bring that message to a show. Yeah. Because the show is the Great American Songbook, which to me is the Shakespeare of America. And Tony Bennett sang it.
1: Sinatra-covered Bing Crosby. Yeah, isn't that weird? You know, so Isn't that weird how, how in the 50s and 60s, 60s a lot... uh like, even Sinatra sang so many, uh, like, like uh, Mamas and Papas songs. And Bird, like, they get one song, and he's like, I'm going to take it and make it my own. And they just, and everybody
0: just did each other's songs. They just did that. And no, no one wrote them. I mean, those were all Tin Pan Alley. Yeah. I always say that the Great American Songbook is the amalgam of the American experience. It comes from the black jazz and jump blues artists. Right. The Welsh, Irish, Spanish, uh, American, Indian, Lebanese, people that here since the Revolutionary War, and a large portion from the sons and daughters of Jewish immigrants. Mm-hmm. And that amalgam, travel, you know, I travel the world doing this, you know, right. my, my shows, and it, everyone loves the songbook. They've learned English. They've learned about America from the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. and our music, of it's course. That's true. And there's so much great music. But to me, the epitome of it all is that when you think about what won the Oscar in 1957 was a song called All the Way, uh-huh. a beautiful Sinatra song, right from Joker is Wild. In 2006... It's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> and,
1: uh, so you yeah, wonder what yeah. happened to society in a certain way. <laughs> you, How about this, Ronnie. Did you know when you were in Die Hard that Sinatra was considered for that role? That they, they had him in mind when they wrote it?
0: Oh, yeah, because I was friends with Frank.
1: Yeah, I became friends with him from doing the film. Yeah. Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You we we stayed in touch with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very... I mean,
1: don't get me wrong. I would, too, if I had the opportunity. But you don't know who Frank wants to talk to and who he doesn't. No, want he to talk to.
0: actually was very... He took me under his wing. I mean, the second day of shooting, he came on the set, and he says, that stuff you shot's the most real stuff. You're terrific. And he kind of, uh, you know, winged me. Well, yeah, a what a great feeling to get when you're a kid. Yeah, hear well, that Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. But he, yes, he did tell me. I knew that. And uh, the story that people don't know, as a, a friend with John Milius, I could have mentioned anything from Grand Theft Auto today. I did, I did a voice on that. Voice on that, yeah. I mean, any, any, any subject you hit, I was going, <laughs> wait a minute, I got a little <laughs> anecdote. Yeah, yeah. you. you know what I mean? But... John Milius, who Uh, wrote Apocalypse Now and many other great things. Right. Great writer-director. He was doing Dirty Harry, which was also a a film there uh, that was based on a little bit of that. uh, Well, Sinatra did The Detective. Right. So he had the hand. uh, He brought him a three fifty-seven Magnum. To Sinatra. To Sinatra. Right. At Warner Brothers. He says, and this is the gun you're going to use. And Frank said, this is... It's too uh, too big for my hands. (laughs) But yeah, he was going to do that. He had had first. He he needed first right of refusal, right? Because he had done that first book. I forget the name of the writer. uh, wrote uh, Die Hard. Wrote the thing that Sinatra had done.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I I watched that. I watched that show. The uh, was it movies that made movies that made us, and they give you the whole background. But I had heard rumors you always hear about rumors like for years they said that uh that uh, magnum what's his name uh tom, tom selly tom passed on indiana jones and then tom selly's like that never happened and he goes i didn't pass on it or my schedule didn't line up so you hear about all these things and they said that they wrote Die Hard with sinatra in mind and pitched it to him and he didn't want to do it and then bruce willis steps up well they well he was the hottest tv star at the time and they went and got him and he ended up being great in it. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, that's. Well, Bruce's career, film career, was
0: failing. Yeah. When he I did that one Hard. blind date movie, right? Yeah. It was terrible. That Ter- you know, was Blake, who? Blake Edwards, was it? No, I don't I remember. remember. Yeah, it was something, yeah. I worked, I did Son of the Pink Panther with Blake. But the thing of it is, is that uh, they. they uh, I didn't think it was going to be successful. Hard. I mean, really, McTernan was a great director. Right. What, what, what about it didn't you like?
1: No, no. I, but because Bruce
0: like, at the time. Oh, because of Bruce. Had yeah. failed in film. Yeah. He had did a, another Western thing that didn't work, so I, I said, "All right, Die Hard." Okay, it's a and Joel Silver. Yeah, I've done a bunch of films with him. So but you he,
1: have all the other all the other pieces that make it. You know, you have great people that you're working with, great writers, great producers, and they tailored for him because yeah. he had a smirky quality about yeah. him,
0: Bruce, and it worked in this film. And then. And
1: Gave him his whole film career. Yeah, I mean, he basically did the same character he was doing in in the TV show in the movie. Yeah, moonlighting. And they were like, "Well, that's what made you famous. Just do that," and it worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. That uh,
0: and they uh, had to make everybody, you know, a little bit of an idiot.
1: Yeah, that was around. because yeah, yeah.
0: the FBI. <laughs> I have a funny story when uh, we went, when I first saw Die Hard. Uh, the uh, uh, I was very I did a film raw deal with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and we were very close friends for many years. Worked out with them. We'd go skiing all. The, and uh, he goes, come on, there's a screening of uh, Die Hard here. You have to see it. You're going to have it at 20th Century Fox. Uh, Let's go. So we go to the screening, and he's watching the film. And my character comes on stage, you know, Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Who's in charge? The, Not anymore. Yeah. And Arnold leans over. He goes, this is fantastic. This is, great. Yeah, this is great. And then as it's going along, the character becomes a little bit, you know, right, right. stupid. Typical, the yeah. FBI, right? And he goes to, he keeps looking at me and at the screen. And Arnold goes, looking at me, looking at the screen. He goes, what are you doing with you? What happened here? You have a great entrance here. I
1: says, Arnold, it's the script. <laughs> uh, this is Robert Dobby who's in the studio with us. I There's so many things you might know him from. I would imagine, because every time I mention your name, the one, the quick thing that people say is the Goonies. Yes. I, I mean, I, there, to me... That first of all it was a great movie from my childhood. We loved it. I went to go see it with my own little Goonies group. You know, we were, I was—I think I was in freshman year of high school or eighth grade, and uh, and the Fratellis, especially you, uh, Joey Pants, is one of the best actors. And the two of you guys together in that part. Made it so scary for kids mm-hmm. Because you really felt like Especially you Could kill a kid <laughs> <laughs> Well I was actually The nice guy Yeah but still You had the you, you had know, the mean face You know <laughs>
0: The mean the face The mean
1: face And <laughs> Like it's, it's so you're funny right. Because you could play A mob godfather And I have. play any Yeah I'm saying Like any mean type role Any bad guy Like you're a bad You're a Bond villain That's the ultimate yeah, bad, bad guy, guy role yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah Considered one of the Top Bond villains Yeah But uh, funny about Goonies, I had been signed to do Rambo, Uh too. Okay. That was the one in the the jungle, uh, right? uh, Yes. Yeah. And that's a film you would think Robert Dobby, especially early on in the career when I was like, you know, 22-inch arms, 32-inch waist. I was headed for some action stuff. Right, right, right. And, of course, with Sylvester Stallone, who's a good friend of mine. And I was supposed to do Rambo, too. And the agent calls me up. He says, hey... Spielberg and Dick Donner want to meet you on this film. What is it? Goonies. Goonies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing Rambo. I got Rambo. What on Goonies, Goonies? What yeah. the hell is a Goonies? And First Blood was a huge hit, so I wind up. Anyway, they say go do it. We could work out the dates and blah 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 Goonies. Yeah. So we do it. They offer me the They want you to do the part, and uh, you don't have to read for parts at this time in your. No, no no, 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 no. They no. find me and, and Joey they say- were put together to do an improv. Okay, okay. And that they hire, but in the in the script, Chris Columbus wrote the screenplay. Uh-huh. And uh, there was no singing. There was no opera singing. Oh, and it was just a vanal moment when I would feed Chunk. That moment when I feed Chunk. Yeah. All it had was him, me putting down food, and as Chunk went to reach it, because he was chained, he couldn't reach it. I push it away, and I taunt him like. Yeah, that. Right, right, And I said this to, to, to Dick Donner. Said, sloth. Well, it was sloth. Sloth. sloth yeah. I said. I said. Dick. I said that's so vanal. I said, what if? And and don't forget, my character was creating counterfeit bills. Right. And I, there's a there's a moment where I, I go, how am I supposed to create with this S- Smithsonian piece of garbage? Uh-huh. And it wasn't the, the word wasn't create, but I put in create because uh-huh. in my head, Jake was a an artist, an, ar- an artist who wanted uh-huh. who wanted to sing. And uh, anyway, so I put the opera singing in, and they loved it, and it became a, a very interesting little. Uh, people remember that
1: it, it was totally memorable. And do you think I I think about this now a lot? I I feel like. Uh, a sequel now would be fantastic. You know, you talk about
0: people recognize you from a film. Even Josh Brolin. He was on uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon. Yeah. And they asked him, what's the most you get recognized for? He goes, Goonies. Yeah, really? Yeah. Know, all
1: the films we've yeah. all done. Goonies. You mentioned Corey, who's a great guy, Corey. We uh, we had yeah. Corey was here in town for a um, Comic-Con or one of those things. And we were supposed to have him in the studio. And he flaked the day of. So we like Corey. We want to have him on the show uh not the not the you know not an entertainer in the singing world like you are uh but his acting uh, he was a great child actor i mean he made yeah. some fantastic movies stand by me is one of the one of his best roles but you have you have Corey Feldman you have uh the Sean Aston Sean Aston who i mean all those kids want to Brolin. be something Josh Brolin yeah. uh the kid that that was data is now you know he got an oscar he got an oscar yeah. i mean like like all those kids and Jeff Cohen well. who played Chunk is one of the top Entertainment laws. and And the fact that he's not fat anymore makes it makes a it hundred times funnier. If he comes back and chunk, they're call, still calling him chunk, but he's skinny, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, right. They should do
0: something like that. They should create our lives yeah if they brought us back. The What's Fratellis get how? out of prison. Well, I had an opening s- for that. Okay. My opening was the Fratellis got out of prison, of yeah. course. Joey's managing me uh-huh. and stealing from me. Right. I'm, I'm doing a lounge <laughs> act. Okay. <laughs> and
1: stealing <laughs> and from And stealing you, from you. Yeah. me.
0: And we go to exhume our mom's body because we find out she has a secret to where the. Oh, the, the gold. Oh, ah. that's and, and, and that was like a, a new opening, kind yeah, of. So we yeah. have to go into this cemetery late at night, exhume her body, steal the thing. You know, so that was a. But
1: uh, Dick Donner That's a great him. idea. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah.
0: But I don't know. They've been talking about goonies for
1: how long? You know, They've like They've made so many. We had uh, Corey on the air one time on the phone, and he said that uh, he'd be down with. Like, there's nobody that we've talked to, even Sean Aston said that they would be down with doing it. So I'm surprised that with all these crappy movies that they've made so many years later, they don't look at that and go, look at the impact. I mean, out of all the things you've done, Brolin's on Everybody's Goonies. Why wouldn't that be the go-to?
0: Go figure. Yeah, right? Go figure. It makes weird. no sense. It makes no sense.
1: So I, I I, have this thing that I want to do for, and I hear this would never get done because, not just me, but I mean like uh, the director and the producers or whatever, I have an idea for a Back to the Future movie now and uh it's a great i think it's a great idea but the director said they'll never touch it they'll never ruin the trilogy so i get that you know um i'm saying it like i pitched it and they turned me down <laughs> no but so, but, so like i don't know if something with goonies there if there's somebody who's like because spielberg loved goonies too and he loved those kids loved and, it. yeah loved it. i saw the greatest picture the other day just randomly popped up in my internet feed uh where we i don't i don't know why but it was all the goonies cast and you with Michael Jackson. Yes, Michael came. Said many times he came to the set many times. So yeah. did
0: every star went through that set. Really, because the pirate ship was at Warner so Brothers amazing. the largest soundstage that has water in it. Yeah, but that 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 pirate ship was huge. Yeah, I mean it was stunning. And here is another joke: no one wanted the the pirate ship to do a, a theme park ride on. Oh, that's true. It could too. have been yeah, a Disney would... theme park ride yeah. going down that tunnels. This sure. and that a little treasure hunt and lead to the pirate ship. Yeah. It seems had. like a like no-brainer. Yeah.
1: Nobody wanted to. You know. That is that is really weird because they've made rides out of way less. <laughs> way <laughs> like less interesting stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. And kids could have gone throughout. They could have they could have done a whole thing where you go to the park,
1: different rides to get different clues. Yeah. And now get to this. Then you get to go on the Gonies ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been fantastic. I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities there. Uh, this is the great Robert Davi who's in the studio with us who <laughs> lives here in our area. Are you, you travel a lot? or are you here? I mean, travel. I've. I've, only, I've heard it from a bunch of people that you lived here, You and I could tell you were going to be a nice guy because no one was ever like, you should have this guy on the show, but he's kind of a jerk. Like, everybody seemed like they were all your friend. They were all like, he's such a nice great guy, people. he's such a nice guy. Yeah. I
0: told you, these guys are all great. And, uh, yeah, I moved here two years ago, January. Yeah. And we love it. Um, after 46 years in Los Angeles, which was a great place when I first went to in sure. 1977. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> after we had done Cherry Street. And uh, it just dissipated. You know, look, at governor and politics, you know, I know sometimes you dabble in a bit of that. But it makes a big difference.
1: Uh, here's, so here's my thing. I'm going to tell you right now is I have my opinions, but I don't always think that I'm right. And I learn as I go along. So sometimes I'll be like, no, no, no. And then the next day I'll go, no, yeah. my wife and I, my wife is Jewish. and we. I was just in Tel Aviv. Oh, she, I, she's I not that Jewish. She celebrates <laughs> Christmas. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm Catholic.
0: I'm a Catholic, but I just played an Orthodox Jew. A true story. I was in Tel Aviv and and in Slovakia, uh-huh. 1942. Listen to this. In June, we did this before the strike. I play an Orthodox Jew who saves over 300
1: girls from Auschwitz. Oh wow! Based on a true story. True story yeah. yeah. Anyway, I wanted to. Well, she, she, you know, we got into a uh, an argument about. I'm very much a free speech guy, and we're talking about these college campuses and these people protesting. And I'm uh, as horrible as it is. I'm I'm thinking they should have the right to have free speech and blah blah blah. And, then I go, well, you know, who's blaming Palestine? It's not Palestine. Then I talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, and I learn a little, and I go, okay, well, now I understand better. That's the kind of guy I am. But I do also go, always go through the common sense route, and I know what is the what is the movie that you did with uh, with Biden's kid, was with Hunter? not with him, but, but I my son it. Hunter, I directed it. Oh, you
0: directed it, okay. Yes, and I directed it when the New York Times – Refused to admit that there was a laptop, and since I directed it, all this other stuff has been coming out. Yeah, and it's all in my it's all in my film. It's it's actually a terrific film, and yeah. I don't demonize Hunter Biden's drug addiction because I've had family members that have had sure. a problem, but it's there. Uh, but what you do see is the uh, uh, the manipulation and the deals that were made, and you, you, you kind of get a different understanding. It, it's I, I I fashioned it after. Uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street and The Big Short and also American Hustle, wow. three great movies. Yeah, and yeah. it has so it has that humor. You can go to MySonHunterMovie.com, dot com get it for free. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We give it, in to, and now there's a DVD coming out, but it's uh, it, it got very great, rev- it got tremendous reviews from some people. Yeah. and other people, and even some of the reviewers that disliked it, which were on the left. Yeah, you know, it was a left right sure. thing sometimes. Yeah have come back and said, wait a second, because
1: now, this yeah, now all the information is coming out there. So so I would talk to people who were uh, Biden supporters and, and uh, full anti-Trump people, and I'd say, but but what if this is true? There's nothing about it that's saying, like all these things that they said about Trump with the, the Russian dossier and all this stuff, but then it turned out it wasn't true. But all this Biden stuff, it's starting to stink now. It's starting to look like, and now... Now you've got it to the point where it's other people are starting to blow the whistle now, and IRS people are saying there's confirmation of payments, and the guy who he never did business with now he's done. I mean, now it's getting pretty, it's getting pretty close to saying that they're looking at impeachment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Look at my look at what people don't know. I've been pretty, you know, and you talk about the Palestinian. I played a Palestinian in 1988, Uh which was what got me the Bond film. I did a thing called Terrorist on Trial. Right. So. the United States of America versus Salimajimi. So I understood. I had to. I had to learn about that issue. Yeah, there's such a deep aspect to things. The in 19 um uh, in 2001, I they asked me to become do uh, a uh, think tank, George Washington University's the steering committee of their Homeland Security Policy Institute. Right. I was the only civilian. On yeah. That why? With why did they ask other, you? Because they heard me talk and some of my theories and some of my ideas. I had a thing that I had came up with. I had a thing that they wrote a white paper on it at, at, at Homeland Security about Civilian Patrol 93. Now, this is three weeks after 9-11. Right. And everyone was saying, red alert, green alert. I saw people over here. I saw people over there. And I felt that there was such chaos that was happening and misinterpretation that we needed to have a more extended neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Meaning, people in the community get a background check. They want to volunteer their, their, their time. Right. And what they do is they um, get trained by local law enforcement and then FBI over a couple of weekends, they get secured. And now there's Civilian Patrol 93 after Flight 93 went into Pennsylvania's right. role, Now, the idea of that was people are afraid. In San Diego, a whole community was destroyed because the woman, they were shot up, a synagogue actually. Yeah. A woman who saw things happening was afraid to get involved. Did they be called racist or be called? So, if there was civilian patrol, she could easily make that phone call, be anonymous. Right. They call. then check it out, and they forward I
1: mean, it to, to someone else. To, yeah. to, yes,
0: and they could say it's a credible threat. Anyway, so that was, and had other ideas. So I had many guys, even COVID. I did 50, 56 pages on COVID right. in the, yeah, February, February, end of February, March of twenty-twenty. Right. The origins of it. Really, I got it all. All information from around the world. Where, it, and now it's coming out. The, I have the pages. I mean, you know.
1: Anyway, let me ask you this. Uh, and I mean this is a serious way. Are you a genius? Have you been tested? No, no, no. I'm no, no genius. No, no. I, and I, I don't mean that like in the yeah, in yeah, the yeah hyperbole kind of way. I mean, are you a genius to where you've had a higher IQ? Because. You seem to have a foot in everything, and most of the time, those people who do, you do entertainment, you do, uh, you know, serious stuff, you do you do all all sorts of things. Those people are usually end up being, we find out later on, they were geniuses. I,
0: I, I don't think I'm a genius. I think I have a prescient understanding of society. Mm-hmm. I worked hard uh, learning, you know what I mean? It was a, uh, and it just is something that, you know, you, you have a, there's a channel that you open up to in terms of uh, uh, the world and the life yeah uh, but it has not
1: you know not for me it's not elon musk is a genius <laughs> yeah I, it's a different kind of genius yeah, uh, i yeah, don't yeah. i don't believe that i be, you know there's plenty of actors who have excelled so far that they've become a genius in their in their field and yes. then and then you realize that they're good at a lot of things At at your position in life, uh, in your career, is there anything that you haven't done that you'd want to do or that that you're planning on doing that you never did before or you say, hey, I got to do this before I'm done?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's always... You know, I know you the, want to do more, but is there anything yeah. you have
1: your sights on? You're like, I, like to, to, if I said to you, you want to be in a movie with uh, Stallone, you like, I did it. Rambo, uh, I did uh, I did a movie with Brando. Brando, yeah, it, it, Sinatra. It, it, it. I mean, you really started out at the top with yeah. Sinatra. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, you do Sinatra. You know,
0: look, I'm one of What'd the What did you people. do with Brando? I did a film called Christopher Columbus, The Discovery. He was a friend of mine, Marlon. Yeah. yeah. And because was Stella Adler. What? I met him through Stella. Right. I taught him acting. Yeah, yeah. And he... he He was a good friend of mine, and George Englund, who was his best friend and wrote books about him, produced and directed The Ugly American, was my manager for a while. And I I know Marlon very well.
1: Was (laughs) was, he a
0: weird dude? He was interested. Interesting, He was interested in everything. Like I said, he could watch the ants go up the refrigerator. Right. And be interested in that. (laughs) He, He wanted, even feeding his dog, we went one time and he wanted to feed his dog. And he had the can, and he... He blew the, the food out, <laughs> out of the can. He just, yeah, right. he just wanted to do... Things differently, yeah. You know, but he was quite, quite funny.
1: Did you uh, see that thing, The Offer, the movie? That they yes, made? I did. See. Did that. you enjoy that? I, I mean, I, as a as a layman, I loved it. But as somebody who knew the characters and all, I don't know what you, what. You oh, thought I, it. I knew Al Ruddy very well. About yeah. it. Oh, it was, really? Al helped me. A uh, film I directed called The Dukes.
0: People should see it. Uh, it's me, Chaz Palminteri, Peter Bogdanovich, Maria Margulis. Great, great, all great actors. Won a, won a bunch of awards. It's about a do wop group that pull a heist of dental gold. Amazon. Really? Oh yeah, it's very funny. We won huge awards, and, and uh, the, uh, so Al Reddy uh, helped, helped me with that film. He got me the DP and uh, was very helpful, but Al was great. Yes, I liked the offer. I knew a lot of the stories. Some of the stuff is fudged around. Sure. You've got to make it And they can't say some of the things that I know. In other words, how Jimmy Kahn got the part, because Carmine Caridi was supposed to play Sonny Corleone. Right. He was signed. He had a big party, this that Carmine Caridi. Oh, <laughs> huge party, yeah. celebrating his big break and things had happened and uh Jimmy Khan wound up doing it for certain reasons
1: what what things happened give me a little answer. Well yeah. you know nobody's it, listening <laughs> 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 <a huge> <laughs> You're nah, I have you show you kidding no know. but anyway so there yeah. was yeah
0: look at you know we're in Tampa, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm. I am uh, obsessed with the Godfather movies. Uh, like yeah. I, I, I know everybody loves them, but I could watch them every day. And it's not about the mob and the. Vi- it's just the family and the whole. It's what I think Puzo really wanted. Yes. I can't bring myself to read the books, though. I'm, I'm trying. I I think I'm going to get a book on tape and and go that way. <laughs> and go that. Way. Yeah, I just I have a lot, I do a lot of driving. I, I'm just so interested in the movie that when that offer came out, I wanted to learn everything that I was could about great. it. And yeah. I knew
0: Bob Evans very well. Yeah. Oh, but he's and Peter another Bartz. hero. You know, yeah. all
1: these guys. It was great
0: to be, you know, because I, I, I got to the Hollywood in the seventh, you know, late 77. Like, the
1: probably the best time ever. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. That amazing. actor that played Bob Evans in the movie he was, was so great. He was God. terrific. Yeah. He was really He was good. terrific. Because, I mean, knowing Evans, he wasn't. He wasn't exactly dead on, I don't think, but he created that Evans character that embodied everything that you hoped Bob Evans was. Yes. Well, he was even more
0: than Bob Evans, that and more. Yeah. And had an amazing charm about him. And uh, he, he was, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting.
1: That went now, uh, how long have you been married? Currently? Yeah. Oh, well, no. Okay, so give me the rundown. How many marriages have you had? I've had a few marriages. Yeah. <laughs> I've had
0: I've, a few. You know Anthony Quinn in Zorba the Greek? Uh-huh. Alan Bates, yeah, the, who plays a writer. Alan Bates is the writer. Very intellectual. And, and Zorba, who's Anthony Quinn, is this earthy, lustful human being. And uh, Bates says, are uh, oh, you married, Zorba? He goes, wife, house, kids, the whole catastrophe. <laughs> so I've had a couple of catastrophes. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, God bless them. They are all good. So about three times, uh, and this time is a is we uh, were married in the church because uh-huh. I I'm I'm Catholic I was yeah I know I heard you earlier and Sinatra did a very interesting interview on Playboy where he talks exactly what you were talking about in terms of. His thing was whatever gets you through the night. Right. And why certain things with science and stuff like that. But then later on in life, he
1: went back to the church. Yeah. But everybody does later on in life because they start crapping their pants. They go, oh, oh God, <laughs> it's, it's real, I need to get my act in order. You know, yeah. Is yeah. that all there is? My yeah, friend, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. all there is? Uh, so I, I keep waiting, waiting for my grandmother to lean down and go, hey, you better get your stuff together. It's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you
0: know, but, but again, the, uh, the, and faith is a personal thing. Sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh but uh, the uh, w- wait, what was the question?
1: I don't remember. I just enjoy talking about. We were talking about um, your marriage and oh you yeah, so you got married so in the church. I got
0: married in the church recently, Father John Irish, uh-huh. priest in Saint Anne's. Uh, so I've been with my. We've been married since 2019, uh-huh. but in the church since uh,
1: last May. You got married in 2019. After two I have marriages? a four-year-old baby. Oh, that's yeah, there you go. A four-year-old
0: met a girl in Estonia when I was doing my tour. How old is she? She's uh, 43.
1: Oh, you're that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, you did good. But yeah, 43. Yeah, she's yeah. a wonderful person. I, mean, I, I have to tell you, I'm sorry that I'm. I, I, you're so interesting, and you have such a long career. I w- the whole idea of you coming into it was to promote an appearance we got to talk about your appearance. Well, the appearance is done. Oh, it's done? Yes, we had it. We sold out. We were good. We were I great. know it sold I out. I sent you the review, by the way. I, I didn't read it yet, but I yeah, saw it. Yeah, you'll see. We're, now, how... And, and I feel bad that because was electros- that's when we first started talking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's all right. I, you
0: know, look, at I plan on doing some big shows here in Tampa at some point. Oh, we... You know, because I just got here and now I'm finding... Because my musicians, who I've worked with in Los Angeles, are right. the top guys in the world. Randy Waldman, Barbara Streisand's a musical director for 25 years, right. George Benson's. My whole rhythm section is theirs. They were, since my album, yeah. you know, they did it. And uh, so I had. To, I came to Tampa, I had to find
1: guys here. And it wasn't very easy. You should have called me then, I would have got you all hooked up. Yeah. The guys that are coming in after. Well, they
0: have a good guy, Alex Nukomovsky and some other guys now, but...
1: The guys who are coming in after you, the next guest on the show, uh, the, Ronnie D is a long-time friend of mine. His father was Joey D from Joey D and the Starlighters. Starlighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peppermint is, Twist. The Peppermint Twist is the most musical family, and this kid could play everything from the saxophone to the glockenspiel, and they're just amazing. I've been friends with them for years, and they uh, they do this thing now where they, they have access to these 8-tracks and 16 tracks recordings of this music and then they break them down so you can hear things that you never even realized you were listening to. The, the is Very interesting. Yeah. But they are the top musicians in the area. So if you ever need a backing band, these guys would be great. Hmm. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I really, I appreciate you getting up early. And coming all the way over here. And I hope that we can uh, keep this relationship going. Because I feel like I could talk to you for another five hours. Yeah, we could talk a lot. There's a lot we could talk about. about. I'm going to write the next Goonies. I'm going to write the yeah. next Goonies. That that story you have is... Uh, is Yeah, this is the start-up, you just to start up. Just to start The Fratellis. Is the best. And even if, if... Okay, so the Fratellis go and they exhume the mother. And they go on the this lookout. Now, the kid, uh, Sean Astin, who's not a kid anymore. He hears about it. He reads uh, in the paper the Fratellis. The Fratellis are on a-
0: well, we'll let go of, of jail. And he comes to a show of mine. <laughs> all right. And the, all the kids, we don't know who they are, but they come to see Jake sing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And then it starts. The whole thing starts. That was in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told a bit of that to uh, to Dick Donner. And the funny part about Goonies also is, I know you have to. No, no, you're good. Yeah. There was a guy, uh, uh J-X, who's a huge star in Italy. I mean, a big, he's the Jay-Z of Italy. Right. And uh, he, I did a music video for him. I also did a music video with Bob Dylan, actually. Wow. And uh, jay Z, J-AX. So we became friends, and then he invited, he was the host of the Italian version of The Voice. Okay. Which, and I had done a jazz, uh, a bunch of concerts in Ischia, Pescara, Rome, and they invited me onto this voice thing. So I'd do this. Anyway, jay has a Goonies tattoo. Right? <laughs> no way. Goon, up yeah. his leg and now his arms. And he told me, he says, "Robert, he says, you got to understand, Goonies is more important to me than more War and Peace." <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Goonies, I know, more of He's, an
1: impact, more of an impact." Yeah. He says, "Italy is the Goonie of Europe." <laughs> but anyway, people,
0: you know, who knows?
1: I. It's interesting because uh, my kids have watched Goonies. I have a ten-year-old and a seventeen-year-old. They both have seen it and enjoyed it. Uh, many people watch it, and there's people who have managed to. Uh, not see it and refuse to watch it, like Drew, who does Afternoons here. Will you please send Drew a message and tell him that he needs to watch Goonies? Drew, if you don't watch Goonies, I'm coming back, and I won't be alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, you know, watch it. You'll have a kick out of it. Yeah, why really why do. doesn't he want to watch it? I think because everybody tells him to watch it, he's refusing to watch it now. Don't watch The Dead. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> my wife sometimes, my these guys will tell you, my wife's like, you gotta watch this show, you gotta watch this show. And the more she's hyped about it, the more it annoys me. And I'm like, I don't want to watch it oh, now. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think that has a that reverse happens. effect. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for coming in. everybody who recommended you coming on the show was 100% right. You're a super nice guy. Bill Renee, Mike, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, what you have, so now being a fellow Italian, New York Italian uh we need to go to dinner one night on. together. Yeah, yeah. We'll go right down the street to Frankie's. Frankie's chopping. Frankie's, yeah. Frankie's so Italian chop. Is it good? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's okay. my so. There's an Italian restaurant called Cafe Cibo up the block here. Okay. And Frankie owns it. Is a great. Typically, it's what you want. Fat Italian guy that owns a place, and uh, he's such a nice guy. And he, and it was a regular mom and pop kind of little Italian restaurant that had great food. And uh, I would go there and I'd order and he'd go, nah, 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 I'll get you something else. So I'm like, all right, that, I don't even want to, I just go what he goes to. And for years he had this dream of opening this Italian steakhouse. He's like, there's no high-end steakhouses in St. Pete, blah, 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 So he opens it a couple of blocks away from his other restaurant. And I'm like, all right, good, I wish you the best fantastic. I went really in there. Big. Yeah, it's, we're going there for our big uh, show Christmas dinner. And it's, it's uh, yeah, if you, well, we should make plans. I would love one. to. I'd, I'd love also to been, take
0: it to dinner. I, I, Gino's a friend of mine, Donatello. Oh, G- Donatello's the you best. Yeah. yeah. But I'd like to, uh, I forget what place I went into, St. Pete, but it's, uh, we just love Tampa
1: area. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. I See, I yeah. moved here in 89. Smart. From where? Fresh out of New York, though. I was 18 years old, Smart. moved here. But it stunk because I lived in Newport Ritchie. And there was nothing there It had one chilies And well, one my daughter dinner.
0: is there now Yeah but
1: now It's a world of a difference now so, now, I've lived here since 89, and I love it. I couldn't be happier, and I've lived here more. Sometimes people get mad at me, and they go, go back to New York. I haven't been to New York since I was 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here now. This what is part me. of Italy are you from? Well, they're Sicilian, so they're, they're, it's broken up. My dad's from one place, my mother's from another, but my whole, both my parents are Sicilian. Sicilian yeah, I'm yeah. half
0: Sicilian half See there yeah. They made me an honorary citizen when I did that voice thing. Uh-huh. I, I said, Sonio Roberto Davi. I told them where my family was. Right, right, right. Was. That's so sexy when you do. that. And now, <laughs> all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I get a phone call from Rai. They, they get in touch with the f- film festival and the jet. They want to make me an honorary citizen of Torreta in Sicily. Oh, wow. Now nice. listen, so I, I figured it's going to be two guys with a mandolin. A uh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. They bring me down to this town Torreta. Which is outside of Palermo right. in the mountainsides, Three thousand people in the town square come out to greet me. With wow. signs And everything. I cried like an old grandma. Uh, yeah, no, no. sure. The pride I, of that. And I saw where everyone was born. The church that this relatives I didn't know, stories I didn't know. Which right, I'll right. tell you over dinner. Uh-huh.
1: You have to. Have you been to Sicily? I have not. I've been to Italy, but I have not been to Sicily. It's amazing. I know. It's hard to. It's hard to convince. So my brother has four kids, and we all usually travel together. And it's hard to convince the kids we have to go to Sicily when there's Rome and everything else. One day we'll make a trip and we'll go just well, there. the most sure. beautiful. But people that go to Sicily and they go to my cousin
0: just went, they've been to Rome, they've been This they is why didn't we go to Sicily sooner? Yeah. I like, feel it, trust me. Yeah. I've
1: been I've been to Malta. Yeah, I been Mal- in Malta is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life, 60 miles from the coast of Sicily. That's the thing. I almost swam home. I yeah. said you guys stay here, I'm going to,
0: I'm going to Sicily. <laughs> Malta's great. St. John's Church that's over there, you know, oh. all those ancient ruins and yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Gozo. It, that whole that whole experience of being in the Mediterranean was was fantastic. Greece and, and Malta yeah. and it, it's the best. Uh, listen, we're making dinner plans. We're going out. Good. I'd love to ha- take you out. Robert Dobby, thank you for coming in. Pleasure right. to finally hook up with you. Thank you. We gotta yeah. take a break. The Deep Inside the Music guys will be in next on 102.5 The Bone. It's the Mike Calta Show on 102.5 The Bone. Wanna party on the open seas with the Mike Calta Show? Get-